This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, exclusively on the Bun 2.0, KBUNFM 104.5. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors is sponsored by DS Beverages and by Bottle Lock and Key. Today on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, uh, we're still going to talk fishing because we've got a big event coming up in Bemidji uh, next Saturday, September 28th. It is the first ever Blue Line Walleye Tournament. Eric Jacobson uh, from Destination Sporting Goods put this baby together. And Eric, once again, we, we talked about this a couple times, but uh, what made you think you wanted to do this uh, at this time of year? Well, you know, we took over that uh, the Spring Eagles tournament that was announced earlier this year, right at the awards banquet for that. And in the past, they always had a fall tournament that they threw. Besides the last few years, it kind of went to the wayside. And, you know, right away, people approached us about bringing back a fall tournament. And, you know, we, we kind of kicked the idea around for about a month or so. And we decided, yeah, heck with it. Let's let's go for it. You know, it's, it's going to be a lot of work. But, yeah, we, we're getting it all together. It's happening, and we're super excited. And you haven't just had decided to have a fall tournament. You decided to have a really big fall tournament. You went uh, both feet in and dove into the deep end and are putting together a big tournament with big prizes. You know, and yeah, I'll be completely honest with anybody. I mean, we we didn't really realize what this was going to turn into. It was, <laughs> it was kind of just a, it was a quick conversation that we had with a handful of guys in the store here, and we... We got the idea, and we rolled with it, and it's it's turning into a lot more than we thought, and that's kind of like where our little slogan came from. Someone just mentioned it. Uh, this seems more like more than just a wall, another walleye tournament, and that seems to hold pretty true. It's, it's kind of turning into a lot more than just that. Well, it's uh, certainly one of the biggest, uh, you know, uh, uh, a prize dollars for, for first prize that, uh, that we have in Minnesota. It's got to definitely be in the top one or two, three maybe. It's it's definitely large. As soon as you get over that ten thousand dollar mark, uh, people's eyebrows kind of start to raise <laughs> a little bit. It catches their attention. I, I definitely talked to a lot of anglers are very interested in it. I know there are several that have signed up. But in fact, you were telling me you're getting close to two thirds full now. Yeah, we're we're well over halfway. Uh, just you know, based on how things go around here, uh, that last two weeks before tournament day, that's really when guys start to come out of the woodwork and start to commit and actually get signed up. So. We don't know if it's going to get filled year one. If it does, we are going to be more than ecstatic. You know, if it gets close, we're we're going to be happy either way. So, it's uh, it's about a lot of support on this thing so far. We're we're pleased with how everything's going. And in fact, uh, it is indeed a ten thousand dollar first prize, uh, and and yet the uh, the fee is uh, pretty reasonable. By you know, not much different than any other fishing tournament. No, it, it falls right in there with, with all the rest of them. It's uh, $400 per boat, so $200 per guy. And then at the rules meeting there, you have a voluntary uh, $50 big fish pot that you and your partner can throw into. And, I mean, you get 60 boats in there, and everybody throws in that $50. You're looking at another whole separate $3,000 side pot that someone else could win, you know, at any place of that term. You catch one 31-inch fish and not a single one. You'll, you'll get the you'll get the three grand <laughs> if that's what it comes out to be. But that's kind of another cool little side pot too. It's a it's a good amount of money on the table. You know, apart from that that big fish pot, there's there's twenty four thousand dollars at play there total. So, all right. So if people are interested, uh, what's the process for getting registered and, and getting into there? Uh, and what's the cutoff? Uh, our, the easiest way we found to get this done is just to come right into Destination Sporting Goods, uh, sit down with me or one of the guys in here, and 
we'll get you signed up on one of our computers. Or if you don't want to do that, you can jump on to www.destinationsportinggoods.com. And right on the home page, you'll see a register now for the Blue Line Walleye Tournament. And you go to that and just follow the instructions there and get signed up. It's a pretty quick and easy process. Uh, and ten thousand dollar first prize, as we noted, but a uh, and also a cause. You you have chosen a charity. Tell us about that. Uh, we have decided to go with the FOP, the Headwaters FOP unit up here. Uh, they just their reach goes all the way from the north side of Hubbard County up to Baudet, out to Clearwater, and all the way to Grand Rapids. They cover such a large area. They do so much in this community. Uh, they're they're always looking to do more, and that's what we like too. They're aggressive in what they do, and it was important to us that the money that we raised for this did stay local, and that's that's what they promised they would do, and that's who we decided to roll with. And yeah, it's it's going to be good for those guys. Uh, we're really we're happy to work with them, and that's that's what it comes down to is just helping raise awareness for everything. And these guys are on board with all of it. We had a little conversation you and I uh, earlier today, and you know one of the things I find interesting about the a big tournament like this at the end of the year is that you know fairly early in the tournament season we've got the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic, another really big one with really great anglers in it uh, to kind of start the fishing season, and then this one uh, you know uh, end of September, kind of the last of the competitive fishing uh, season tournaments. And, you know, we know that there's a very good possibility it's going to take a big basket of fish to win this thing. I think it is going to also. It's, uh, it's a cool time of the year. There's a lot of different tactics these guys can use to catch these fish, and they, they really start to pack that weight on this time of the year. So uh, weather permitting, uh, we're, we're going to see some, some, really, some really big fish getting caught, I think. What have you heard uh, from the guys on the water lately? It's been hit or miss. The last uh, the last week or so, just the, the weather needs to kind of kind of decide what it wants to do. You know, we had a we had a little frost on the ground the other morning, and now we're back into t-shirt and shorts weather here <laughs> for a couple of days. So, if it just wants to, the weather wants to even out around that 50, 55 degree mark for a while, that'll help things out tremendously. But no, it's uh, it's getting better. The jig bite's starting to come back. That's always a good sign. Those fish are starting to move up shallow and starting to eat good. So. Yeah, it's it's uh everything's looking good for for getting some good fishing, whether it's just for that tournament or just for the average weekend guy or whatever. The the fishing is getting better and better. And you're right. There are so many presentations you could throw out in the fall, and there are so many different places they could be biting. It will be really interesting to see exactly what it is that uh, brings in the biggest fish. Um, yeah, you know, it's it could be a simple jig and a minnow. It could be something like pulling around a a big creek chub or a red tail, or maybe the guys that are going to be out there uh, pulling around some crake baits, they, they might find the most success, too. It's just uh, you got to be versatile, but there's a lot of different ways to get it done. Lake Bemidji, of course, you know, we've known in this area what an amazing fishery it is. All natural, no stocking, just keeps cranking out fish year after year. Uh, it's getting to be better known, I think, throughout the greater uh, Paul Bunyan country area, just how good a lake this is. It's just amazing to me that you can call uh, a guide up any time of the year, and you just don't find dead times anymore. There are better times than others, but it's never completely dead. There's always some walleyes being caught on Lake Bemidji. Yeah, and I think that kind of pays testament to just, you know, the, the equipment that we're using nowadays is obviously helping a lot, but people have just tried so many different things over the years, and they've found ways just to 
consistently catch fish all year long. You know, if you you can't do the same thing that you're doing on fishing opener in May as you do in July. Right. It just doesn't work as well. So guys have found ways to to adapt to what's going on, and it's it's showing. And more people are catching on and learning every single day, and that's that's great for everybody, hundred percent. If everybody's catching fish, we're all happy. That's kind of the name of the game. You know, we. We all have our secret spots we like to go to, but at the end of the day, if we if everybody can catch some fish and have a good day, that's what it's all about. What are you hearing from other lakes in the area right now? Local little little smaller lakes around town. They're they're starting to do pretty good. I hear there's a nice little crappie bite starting to, to fire up for people. Uh, you know, they're starting to find them suspended out there in that little deeper water. Uh, the bass bite is actually starting to get good too. It's just that time of the year. Right now, every, everything starts to get really good in September, early October. It's a super good time to fish if you can handle the, the inconsistent weather patterns. So <laughs> bring, bring the rain gear. I know you uh, you have a really great musky selection. I know you have a lot, a lot of musky anglers that are in your store. Um, are, are, is the fall bite there kicking in yet, or is it still a little too warm for that? It's just starting to get there right about now. It's, uh, the last couple weeks, it's really started to heat up the I know I've been hearing about some nice fish getting caught, but the amount of uh, the amount of sightings and follows that guys are getting, it's it's definitely starting to ramp up, and that's only going to get better in October. Um, well, and we're going to get back to fishing in just a second, but you know it is now hunting season as well. I know you got a lot of archery stuff uh, and a lot of archers in there. What are you hearing from the guys out doing some early hunting? You know, I didn't really have a chance to to see what was all taken that first opening weekend on Saturday, but. You know, I, I would imagine statewide, I'm sure there was some pretty impressive deer that, that got shot over the weekend. But, uh, you know, the weather was pretty dang nice, so I, I think it was a pretty good weekend for everybody. We were we were pretty dang busy in here. <laughs> I know that. So that's uh, a little side of our business. It, uh, it started small, and it, it's kind of it's grown a lot. I mean, we we didn't really expect that to happen per se. It's uh, It was a totally service-driven side to our business, and... It has definitely gotten busy, and we're we're more than happy to do everything we possibly can for all these guys. I mean, I'm, I'm personally the one that works on everything for these guys, and I, I love every second of it. If I could do that all day, I'm really happy. So I love bow hunting. <laughs> you know, um, we, when it comes to fishing, we, you know, we always get new equipment. There's something new all the time, new lures, new electronics, this and that. Anything new and interesting as far as archery equipment and and, and uh, d- archery deer hunting going? I'd say just technology-wise, it seemed uh, over the last years as these bow companies kind of flop back and forth for who has the nicest, fastest, smoothest bow. They try to run with it. But nowadays, all these new bows are so nice. There's no denying it. You know, there's, you can't go wrong with anything that's, that's pretty much new by any company. Everything is nice. They're all fast. They're all accurate. And just like I say to anybody, it, uh, these bows nowadays are going to shoot a lot better than the person shooting that themselves. It's all, <laughs> it's all in the user. But otherwise, I mean, you know, we, there's some, there's some cool electronic stuff that's starting to hit the, hit the market out here that you came out with that, uh, it's that Garmin site. Put it up. You press the button and it tells you what the range is and drops a little floating pin out there for you kind of does all the work for you. You just got to pull the trigger at that point. But, uh, you know, for the pretty price take of $1,000, if someone wants to jump on one of those, they can have at her. So. Yeah, <laughs> but, I probably no, won't, uh, to be honest with you. something to be said for <laughs> It still comes down to 
you got to be able to get close to those animals. That's that's kind of what's cool about it. You got you got to you got to do your due diligence to shoot a nice deer. It is a lot of work with the bow. Uh, you know, I don't I don't hunt nearly as much as I fish, and I don't fish nearly as much as I want to. But um, to me, deer hunting for archery deer hunting is a better deal, just because to me it's a prettier and better time to be out in the woods. It is. Fall is gorgeous and. Just archery hunting in general, it's almost a four-month-long season. I mean, it starts the second week of September, and it goes all the way to the end of the year. So, I mean, you have a lot of time. You can you can head out early while the trees are still green and go all the way through to, you know, right before rifle season. You could take that little that little time off, and then you have all of December pretty much to yourself if you can bear the cold, which is, me personally, one of my favorite times to go out. I, I can I can handle the cold for a while. We'll, we'll see how bad this year is. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you have the woods to yourself at that point, and uh, the deer at that point are just totally food-driven. If you find a place where they're going to feed, you're going to find deer. That's all they care about after the rut is food. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, um, so we got the tournament coming up on the 28th, of course, a week from Saturday. It's headquartered out at uh, Rutgers Birchmont Lodge. Um, what is the schedule for this uh, event? Yeah, so I was just kind of notified that today. We haven't really posted the actual schedule on any of our social media, so we're going to do that today. But kind of how it's all going to shake out, the launch will be at 7 a.m. on Saturday at Rutgers. If you want to come and see that, there's going to be plenty of space for people to watch these guys take off. And then the fun's going to start at 3 o'clock. The weigh-in starts at 3, and then the awards start at 5.30. Okay. And and the and you got top ten you got uh, trophies and stuff for the top ten finishers. Yep, trophies, plaques, and checks for the top ten guys. Okay, very cool. And we we obviously we encourage anybody and everybody who wants to be a part and see this thing come on down. You are more than welcome to come. Now, uh, what are the waters we can fish? Uh, it's Lake Bemidji and Lake Irvin. Okay, Bemidji and Irving, taken off from the north end of the lake. And uh, yeah, it's gonna it's it's and of course Rutgers is is all new and remodeled, and so that'll be a really cool place to have the tournament. It is. They they have done a, an amazing job up there. The place is gorgeous. Uh, it, it's it's amazing to me. They're, they're working on it every time we go up there, and it's getting better and better by the day. All right, and working it, hard. And again, come into Destination Sporting Goods or go to your website to get registered. Absolutely. All right, Eric Jacobson from Destination Sporting Goods getting ready for uh, the first ever Destination Sporting Goods Blue Line Walleye Classic a week from Saturday, uh, September 28th at Rutgers. Uh, Eric, we will see you out there, and thanks for taking the time today. That sounds great. Thank you, Kev. Up next, the Bemidji Area Fisheries Office has some public meetings coming up. They've got some proposed rule changes. We'll preview those with Andy Thompson, the Assistant Area Manager. More of the great outdoors with Kev Jackson next on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Welcome back to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, sponsored by DS Beverages and Bonded Lock and Key. Don't forget to check us out on the web, kdunsportsradio.com. Click on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors for all the archives. And we're also on social media. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about northern pike regulations right now. We've got Andy Thompson, who's the assistant area manager out of the Bemidji office, uh, joining us today. Andy, hey, thanks for taking the time. We appreciate it. Oh, sure. You're welcome. Glad to be here. 
We've got a few things coming up uh, next week uh, as far as uh, meetings go. There are some changes or proposed changes coming to, uh, um, well, not only um, Northerns but Muska Lunch, and we'll start there because if I'm reading this right, the first meeting is on Tuesday, September 24th at Itasca State Parks Visitor Center, correct? Correct, and that meeting is for uh, some regulations, special regulations that we've had on Elk Lake for some time. So let's start with the special northern pike reg that's on Elk Lake. What is it currently, and what are we looking to do? Uh, the regulation is currently a, a 40-inch minimum length requirement, and uh, we, we put that regulation on uh, some time ago when we were um, doing a, a number of different northern pike special regulations, and it was designed to uh, you know really kind of boost the, the northern pike size structure in that lake and to kind of create more of a trophy aspect to that fishery to go along with the, the muscalunge fishery that had already existed there. And so we've been monitoring that for some time now, and uh, it just it just hasn't really panned out. Uh, the, the population size structure hasn't, it, it, I think it's shifted a little bit, uh, a little bit of an improvement, but really not what we were hoping to achieve there. Okay, so so what is the proposal? So the proposal is to drop that that 40-inch minimum size requirement and then let the the regulation revert to the the relatively new statewide regulation which is set up on a zone uh, uh, structure. So it would revert to the the zone regulation for the north central zone um, which it, which is What's what's in place for most of our lakes around here that don't have uh, you know special regulations? Okay, I know it's like you know not even really well, two seasons into that uh, new regulation now. What are you seeing out there? Are people doing what what you were hoping they would do with the with the expanded uh, northern catch rates? Well, as far as we know, um, you know people are are becoming more and more aware of it. I think initially uh, there was uh, some people that were, were still not quite aware of that. Um, you know, we haven't, uh, we haven't had any um, recent creel surveys to uh, evaluate that, and, and I think our enforcement staff would be more, uh, they're the ones probably actually seeing what anglers are keeping. But uh, uh, as far as we know, uh, people are more aware of it and following the, the regulation. Uh, and then also on Elk Lake, you are changing the musky, uh, the current uh, musky regulation you have, uh, and tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, that's that's another uh, special regulation that was put in place quite a long time ago, um, because of uh, mainly because of the status that lake has a brood, as a brood source uh, for us to, you know, maintain a, an adult musky pure pure strain musky population for our our uh, production uh, and fish culture uh, program, and so it's an it is an egg, important egg source for us in the state. Um, but really, with the change to the statewide uh, regulation, musky uh, fishing regulation that's occurred gradually over time, with it, now it's a 54 inch minimum size regulation. Um, there's really no need for that catch and release. Uh, Rule and uh, you know there there really aren't very many um, fish in that lake that would even exceed that 
that 54-inch size regularly, uh, size anyway, um, because it is a little bit higher density population uh, that we try to maintain for our our, our egg program. Um, so the fish just tend to not grow quite as big um, because we're trying to, you know, maintain a higher higher population density. Sure. Um, what kind of pressure does that lake get? Well, it gets it gets uh, pretty decent pressure in the summertime for you know by musky anglers primarily. Um, in the winter, um, it, it used to get more uh, pressure in the winter, and our most recent creel survey down there would indicate that some of that has dropped off, and we think maybe the the um, northern pike uh, minimum size regulation might have something to do with that. Um, and in the past, a lot of the pressure that it got in the winter where it was targeted at northern pike um so hopefully the changing to the the new zone regulation would uh you know maybe uh, uh, create some more interest in in uh going in there for northern pike by winter anglers and again the meeting is uh is set at 6 30 tuesday the 24th itasca state parks visitor center um have you heard from anybody in advance on that? Uh, we have not heard anything yet. I think uh, the, the news release probably just went out uh, late last week and uh, haven't had any comments coming in yet. Okay. Now, if people can't make that meeting, there, there are other ways to, to get their opinion heard, correct? Correct. They can they can comment uh, directly to us, uh, call, give us a call during business hours, or uh, you can find our, our email address, um, uh, Minnesota. MN Fisheries at, at Bemidji. Um, it's it's uh, it's actually on the DNR website. If you navigate to the the Bemidji Fisheries office, we have an email address there as well. All right, sounds good. Uh, that's the first one. You also are going to be discussing uh, removing a special northern pike regulation on Big Lake. Uh, when and where is that meeting? Uh, that meeting will be the the following evening in. Ten Lakes Township at the Town Hall, um, which is quite close to Big Lake. Okay. And um, yeah. What, what are we What are we thinking about there? Well, that that Big Lake has a uh, uh, one of the more common special northern pike regulations that is exists around the state, and that is was has been in place for also quite some time, uh, probably more than 10 years now, um, but it is a 24 to 36 protected size range um, that was designed also to shift the size structure to uh, a, a higher quality um, population size structure. Okay. And you're looking to go to the statewide on that one as well? Again, uh, yes. That that one just has not panned out as, as it has, at, and that regulation has has actually been successful on other lakes in the state, um, but not not quite. It just hasn't gotten there in, in Big Lake. Um, we haven't seen a lot of changes there. Um, one of the goals of that regulation is to reduce overall pike densities as well, and and it kind of appears that that may have happened, but but we're just not seeing the the uh, shift to a quality size structure, and we think that the the new zone regulation, uh, the statewide zone regulation, might be a better fit for that lake, and and uh, want to give that one a try. Okay, 
I've talked to a lot of guys in fisheries about this over the years. In, in your business, number one, you have to be patient because you're not going to see immediate payoffs no matter what you do. And secondly, right. you're also going to be able to shake things off and, and be willing to try a new approach. Right, exactly. Um, it's uh, it's nice to try things. Um, and like you say, you got to be patient and, and give it a little time to work. But but uh, I, I think it's good to be willing to, to at some point, say, okay, it's not working, let's try something else. Yeah. All right, and then uh, the, and the day after that, Thursday the 26th, uh, I believe that's up in Kellier, uh, we want to talk about Northern Pike uh, regulations on Upper Red Lake. Uh, and again, remind us what the, what the current reg is on that and what we're going to try to do here. Okay, um, the current regulation up there that we've had for a while is a a 24 to 36 inch, I mean, excuse me, 24 to 44 inch protected size range, which was put in place mainly as a as a a way to protect the the existing trophy uh, size structure that exists in that in that population, um, while allowing a little bit of harvest of you know some smaller sized fish, um, in you know by anglers if they're out fishing in the winter and they catch a smaller pike under 24 inches under 26 inches they can uh, they can still be able to keep one but uh, since that that population has a, a, a existing trophy size structure with fish uh, we've documented northern pike over 44 inches in that in that system and uh, it's really it was designed to to uh, protect that but uh, the the proposal is to change that regulation to a 30 to 40 inch protected size range, which would m- match the um, regulation on Lake of the Woods and also the Northeast um, Management Zone. And the reason for that change is is just that we we just aren't seeing really all that much targeted fishing pressure on those on those large northern pike. And uh, when we do see it, it's it's pretty short lived. Those fish seem to be pretty difficult to catch. So we're just not really seeing uh, a real need to be that restrictive. Okay. Um, the har- the harvest on those bigger pike is is going to be very low anyway. All right. And I know you've got your uh, your um, um, committee meeting with uh, with uh, what is, what is that committee called again? Uh, that's our Red Lake um, Citizens Advisory Committee. Right, right. Um, it's it's a you know a group we've put t- together of, of that represent a variety of the you know the angling public and the uh, fishing industry public to help us with our management um, options and you know give us some input uh, as we go along on Red Lake since we're you know constantly looking at regulations and and making changes all the time up there. And I tell you, uh, whatever you guys have been doing, it has worked. Uh, The the numbers in that lake are astronomical, and the fish catch rates continue to be great. The reports continue to be very solid. Yeah, it it really does attract a lot of anglers up there. And uh, we're kind of in in between at this time of year, but uh, as soon as we get some decent ice up there, it'll be... uh, a whole other season starting. All right. Any anything else going on in your office this fall that uh, that we would find interesting? Well, um, we're doing just 
we have a lot of our traditional fall work, um, our large lake uh, sampling, um, walleye pond harvest uh, for our fingerling stocking program. Our musky uh, har- our rearing program will be harvesting some musky fingerlings. Um, it's it's uh, it's similar to our spring season, but on the on the other end of things. Okay. So it's uh, it's busy time for us. All right. And again, the uh, meeting for Elk Lake is at uh, Itasca State Park on 6.30, Tuesday the 24th, next night uh, at Ten Lake Township in Cass Lake area. Uh, the Northern Pike Regulation meeting for Big Lake, that's also at 6.30. And then at 6.30 in Kellier, uh, the North Beltrami Community Center on Thursday the 26th, the Northern Pike Regulation Change meeting. And again, uh, uh, Andy, if people cannot make the meeting and really feel they have something they need to say, um, you you can go to your the website and and make a make your comments that way. Correct? Yep. Or give us a call directly. Um, we'll be happy to talk to you about it and and record your comments. Um, you know, formally for our our process, or you know, send us an email. All right, sounds good. Andy Thompson is the assistant area manager out of the Bemidji office. And, uh, Annie, thanks for taking time to talk with us and getting us updated on those meetings. We appreciate it. No, my pleasure. This has been Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hear it exclusively on KVUNFM 104.5, Thursdays at 1240 and Saturday mornings at 8. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 2. I could see beyond the Black Hills and the way they called for exploration. I could feel the air, the way it paints against skin and fills hungry lungs. I could hear the way the water ran for miles and the way the bison grazed, the way our boots meet the earth as we step past expected. I could imagine my time in South Dakota, and I wish to go back because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. 